Hi everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter and this is Connor. Hey guys. We're going to talk about Better Call Saul, Season 2, Episode 5. The episode is simply titled Rebecca. Full spoilers, as always. Well, ding, ding. That hiccup was almost appropriate there. <laughs> it's, nice, it's a nice substitute for a bell, isn't it? Uh, you know what, I was actually, I had a lot of really interesting stuff to talk about anyway. And, and then, then that, this showed up, yeah. And then that last scene happened, and it was like, oh, God. Oh. And people gave us shit last week, because we didn't recognise people from Breaking Bad. Well, that's not happening this week. not making that mistake this time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you know what's I, annoying? When I something this big happens, we, it means we're going to forget to talk about something else. It's yeah. going to happen now. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but uh, our old friend, Salamanca. Mm. And did you notice there was a little dinging in the clock? I did. As it came in. I did. Yeah. And I heard that, I didn't realise it was obvious because when he was first walking in, I didn't necessarily think that it was going to be anyone important. But when he sat down and the camera was behind him, I thought, wait a minute, they're hiding this. No, I, I knew it was someone important as he was walking in because even though it was there, like Mike was there, but Mike was off to the side, he was in the centre of the shot. No, no, no. Like, I, yeah, it was framed to introduce someone walking in. Yeah, but they wouldn't have blurred him out. He was so out of focus and, and you couldn't tell who he was. That's no, what no, gave it away. Yes, it was. It was intentional. But I'm not I'm just saying that that's not necessarily Like yeah. sometimes you sometimes you frame it so that you have the person, you know. You do. But I thought just the fact that you couldn't tell who it was was enough to tell me that Yeah. But the well, point is, by the time it actually just before it showed him, I'm like, wait a minute, who the fuck is this? Mm. There there'd been very and then it, it turned and I was like, oh, this makes sense. This yeah. this makes perfect sense. Um, I don't know why it never occurred to me that he might show up. It's such a logical connection now that he showed up. It just, of course he would. Because yeah, we had Tuco and, you know, everyone else. And I guess it makes sense to get more of that family. Joe wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if we see... Uh... Oh, I forgot his name. The, the, the main crime boss who has the chicken place. Gus. Gus, yeah. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if we see Gus at some point. Well, no, me either. And the reason for that is um, Mike works for Gus, not for Saul. That's right, yeah. That's right. And and Saul kind of just borrowed him, essentially, because he, he knew him from before. Yeah, because he knew him, yeah, and he yeah. does favours for him. That's it. Yeah, so that, which means I, Mike probably ends up meeting them through him. I can see that being, maybe? like, season three. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's where Mike's ultimately heading. Um, oh, yeah, to work for Gus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I tell you what, though, I see see the first four seasons of Breaking Bad. I binge watched them before season five started. Mm, me too. And I think, I think you don't remember things as well when you binge watch them. No, you don't. You because stuff blurs together. Yeah, because when... I feel like, I feel like had I watched Breaking Bad weekly from the start. A, I would have seen the whole thing at least twice or three times by now. Yeah. Because I'd have rewatched it. It was it, it was only 5B that I binge-watched it up for. Yeah, and... Oh, you're lucky bastard. Do you know what it was like? Oh, I won't spoil that it. Years, oh, no, I know. Yeah. That, that point for a year? Yeah, Fuck that, me. That cliffhanger and then a year break was <laughs> fucking excruciating. I only had a couple of weeks. I was like, Jesus Christ, I feel bad for anyone who waited a year for this. Oh, that was... That was... <laughs> yeah. That was stuff. But yeah, that, you know... That's how many are the free and, you know, um, we didn't see a whole lot of making this episode. We got that one scene with him on the phone to 
and then Saul noticed his, his bruised face and yeah. Uh, but you know they kept Mike sort of because there was a lot of Mike last week. Last week was fairly Mike focused. Yeah. This week, on the other hand, was a lot more Kim focused. Um, mm. And this might be the first time she's actually had this much focus. As far as I can remember, to the, yeah. To the, I mean, we've had scenes with her when like Saul's not there or not directly. Re- I mean, they've always related to Saul, but this is definitely the first time where it's her problems. She's had her own arc. Yeah, she's yeah. had her own story an episode um, and it was good I'm actually I think it's great that they're I, I think it makes sense that they started with Mike and Saul because they're our, our window or door into yeah. this show but it makes sense to me that now Kim and Chuck are becoming more full-fledged characters where they can carry you know I feel like they're building that way with uh, Hamlin as well yeah maybe because see uh, that opening scene because the opening scene is a flashback to uh, when Chuck's wife Rebecca was they were together still and she was meeting jimmy I, I i don't know if it was for the first time but it was at least if she had met him before it wasn't uh no i think it was for the first time because yeah. he was like oh violinist and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um but it was like the first time they'd really sat down and spoke at the very least and it was um it was very interesting but the point i was making before i actually talk about it was in the scene is just that wasn't Saul's scene that was chuck's scene that yeah. was telling about chuck yeah so um, both Chuck and Kim are getting getting their dues now and it's really nice to see them flesh out the rest of the cast um, but yeah as for that scene so we'll, we'll tackle his scene um, before we talk about all the Kim stuff yeah and but although it relates to a scene with uh, Saul later on in the episode it does uh, thematically and that's the scene where Saul's in the bathroom mm. with the other the, the Bill I think the yeah. other lawyer's name was fucking Bill <laughs> Bill, fucking Bill. <laughs> I had a lecture on uni that was called Bill that everyone hated as well. It's not about that name. Uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> fucking Tarantino characters want to kill Bill, and like everyone wants to kill a Bill. It's just, yeah. it's just the way it is. But, um, because so to flash forward to that scene later on with uh, Saul in the bathroom, and the guy, like, like he he's like, oh, you lucky bastard, you got a nice job with this car and all that, and he walks out. And, like, Saul just looks depressed standing there in that bathroom. He's not happy. This is not who he is. Right? And this really is what the first scene's about as well. Because it's all about how Chuck's jealous of Saul because Saul gets to have fun. And and it's really interesting because even the way they filmed that that opening scene, they drain so much colour out of it. To make yeah. his life look as dull and miserable as possible. There, there was even something else that I'm not entirely sure it's just jealousy. I think it's... Well, not just jealousy, but... No, but there's, there's like another major thing where it's he can't stand the idea of people not seeing Jimmy the same way he does. Yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, that's an extension of the jealousy because it, it's like he... Like, it pains him that everyone likes him so much... Yeah, but um, I don't think it's because he wants to be liked, though. I think it's just that he he doesn't understand why people like him when he he honestly well, no, he believes. Doesn't, no, he doesn't understand, but he tries at the end to tell the joke. Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't go down, which is why I'm saying there's a there's a bit of yeah. jealousy in there, because he's, he's trying to do it. He wants to have that reaction. He wants to make her laugh like he did earlier on, and he can't. Yeah. And that kills him, because he looks down on his brother. He sees him as being a lesser person. 
Yeah. But there's yeah. something that he has in terms of talking to people that Chuck just doesn't have. So maybe it's not so much that he's jealous of his life or he's jealous he's just jealous of the fact that he can talk to people. Yeah. That way, you know. Yeah, we saw it even uh, last week when he was talking to the uh, to my, uh how Jimmy talks with the old people. Mm. Yeah. And he, he has his reaction then in the boardroom and he's just not happy about it. Yeah, and this gets us sort of cut, cut a bit more deeper to the mm. the point of the problem. And uh, so that, I, I thought that open scene was very effective. Um, did, have, have they mentioned uh, what happened to Rebecca exactly? No. no. They haven't? I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember anything, so... I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain they haven't at I'm, all. Well, I'm, I'm fairly certain then we're going to get another flashback at some point, possibly many. Um, so that's cool. Um so sticking with Chuck, it's weird because they all sort of interlink. So I feel they like do, don't I feel like I'm skipping ahead in Kim's story by talking about this, but I'm I'm sticking with Chuck just now. So, oh well, first of all, I like that when uh, Hamlin goes to see Chuck and Chuck's like a shout at the doghouse. Yeah, and he's like, "We'll see." Like he's still pissed, but like Chuck's like, he's like, eh, you know, I guess yeah. that means she's she's good now, and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, we'll see." Um, but no, nah, there's a scene between him and Kim uh, towards the end of the episode. Uh, was very enlightening. It really was. Um, because I mean, I don't think he told. I mean, obviously the details of what happened to his dad are new, but I don't think he told us anything about Saul's character that we weren't already talking about for the last few weeks or necessarily the entire show. Almost, he, at one point, yeah. he even said the same phrase that you said a few weeks ago. Did he? What did uh, I say? You you said uh, we were talking about him swapping the light switch that he wasn't made to switch and the. Uh, and he's off new mm. office you said he can't help himself and that's yeah. an exact line that Chuck says in this episode and uh, I, th- I thought it was just it was a really interesting and dark story because it you know he was stealing from his dad <laughs> do you know what the thing is though I'm not sure how much of this is true mm. I think it's a version of the truth and it's the version that Chuck believes to be true ah, it's his point of view yeah but I'm not sure how much of it is, is, is actual fact yeah, I have to admit, but see, before he actually specifically said that Saul was stealing from him, I actually was thinking, what was the dad a thief as well? And that was where Saul learned this from. That's what I thought. And I I wouldn't be surprised if that still is the case, because I don't know. I don't know, I just feel like he's so determined to see the bad in Saul that he's convinced himself that that's what must have happened, even if that's not the case. Well, it's, it's something we keep talking about with uh, Chuck's character. It's, it's not because even even in this scene, he's like, "My brother's not a bad person. He's got a good heart, but he just can't help himself." You know that that was the mm. line. Yeah. And we've, we've spoken about this before. How Chuck, it's like he loves his brother, but he just you know it goes back to that chimpanzee with a machine gun analogy yeah. when he, why he doesn't want him to be a lawyer. It's like he just thinks he's destined to fail. And the way he speaks about him in that scene is like every, everything he says is like, oh, he's let me down, you know, multiple times before. Now he's let down Hamlin, and he, he's, he's like painting this like awful picture of Saul. And it, it's, it, I think it's actually kind of amazing how much depth Saul has now. Because it's not that he wasn't interested in Breaking Bad, but he There's didn't nothing have this. Like it. Yeah, this I can't is... wait to rewatch Breaking Bad after I've seen all of this show and mm. how he'll view differently. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. Um, again, that's in. I mean, all all the scenes with uh, 
uh, Chuck tend to be really moody because of the, the fact that there's no lights. Mm. Um, but both that and the opening scene were really well shot. In fact, actually, one thing I really liked about the start of the opening scene is it starts with him changing a light bulb and it, you know it's a flashback. Like, it's a really... So it took me about three seconds. I was like, wait, is he better? Is he, like, forcing himself to be better? Like, it just took me a few seconds to... And I was like, oh, no, hang on. This is before. Uh, well, not accounting for certain people's stupidity. Yeah, um, I thought it was instantly clear that this is a flashback and it didn't have to give us a caption saying... X number of years Oh, it ago. definitely didn't need... As it, even the very latest, even if you, like me, assumed that he was trying to force himself to, you know, like, adjust to it by having some basic lights, as soon as it turns around and Rebecca's there, hmm. that's it. It's flashback. Yeah. But like I said, I don't even think you even need to get to that point. I think the just mm-hmm. that, that action in and of itself tells you this is a different time. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if whatever happens to Rebecca is what causes this fake illness that he's got. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past it. What I'm interested in is, did Jimmy cause it? Does that add to Chuck's hatred? And if he didn't, does Chuck think he did? (laughs) Yeah. There's a a lot of movies. Does he find a way to blame him regardless? Because I feel like Chuck finds a way to blame Saul for every problem in his life, regardless of whether or not it was actually him. Is he a scapegoat? Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. I-, I love how much this show gives us to talk about in terms of the characters, and it's really really well written. It is. A lot of depth. Um, back to Kim. Yep. And uh, Kim's uh, trying her damnedest. I- well, I really liked her scene with Jimmy, actually, at the start, when she's like, you don't save me, I save me. Like mm. She's like determined that she's going to get her way out of this. And we see how she does it. There's a, some great montages of her phoning all those numbers, trying to find like a new... Client. Client, yeah. I was going to say account, but that's more of a... a yeah, it's more of a client, thing. isn't it? Yeah, more of a client. And it's because they meet bankers later. That's Maybe that's where I'm getting the That's probably from. what it is, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, even at one point I was thinking, oh, they just got a new account. Wait a minute, it's not an account. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, the lawyers, they're not... That doesn't matter. But um, I thought that was really well done. It was a lot of really nice shots. The stuff behind her with the rain behind her and the parking lot. Do you know what? I loved that shot for the... Uh, it had the sign not quite above her, just off to the side, but it was like pointing out. And it's mm. like she's so close to being out of the law firm. But she's not quite there. She's just managing to stay in. Yeah. And... uh I actually was really surprised. I, I I thought the whole point of that little subplot was that she was just going to not find anything. So when she actually did get the call back and then went down and like streamed of happiness, I was like, oh, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt really good about it. And then I also seen the crushing blow coming from <laughs> Hamlin. Um, yeah. it, it was too neat. <laughs> yeah, as, like, as soon as she started mentioning what she'll start doing to work on this, this case, I, I just knew what he was going to say. He's like, no, yeah. oh, no, you've got plenty of, plenty of things to do. Yeah, and she just she's left standing out there, and it's like it's ice cold, ice cold. You can you can just feel how she's literally just been gutted. It's just, and it's all all Saul's fault. It is <laughs> what a dick. Uh, but then I mean, he's responsible for this, so maybe he is responsible for the thing with the dad. Maybe that's, that's and, the thing I don't know anymore. And you know, maybe Chuck and Kimmel connect over the fact that they're both people who get 
ruined by Saul. That's it. I loved that moment where um, where Chuck was like, "Oh, coffee," and she's like, "No, I'm good." He's like, "No, I meant get me a damn coffee." Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Um, yeah, Saul was in this. He was <laughs> briefly. <laughs> I actually thought I was a few. I mean, we mentioned the scene in the bathroom, but I actually, I thought it was a nice subplot of him being chaperoned by this. Oh, what an annoying little bitch! I didn't think she was that bad, really. Oh, I did. You you come in at like whatever time it was at night, and you're like, oh, let's go over this. It's like, no, I want to fun go over. Well, if I'm gonna be wrong, yes, I'd have a problem with that if that was me. But I don't think her in and of herself was annoying. See, I do. I really do. She, I don't know. She seemed friendly enough i don't know yeah but she she was she was too friendly that yeah but not when annoying. he not when he snuck back in the next day and he was trying to like make up an excuse for like ditching her the night before <laughs> and she's like are we going to do this yeah what about respect her for her she's not putting up his bullshit yeah but i felt i felt she was pushing herself into uh she shouldn't she didn't have the right like he says i'm a fourth year you're a second year what right have you got here fuck off it's not high school. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Seniority, it matters. Because yeah. it, it's funny though, because him trying to like bribe the the person at the counter with the uh, the little bear, the, the bear. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, like technically yes, technically you could argue that this is bribery, but at the same time, <laughs> it's only for a date. It's not like it's a big deal. It's a it's, it's a fuzzy little bear that was probably cost about six dollars, if that. Yeah. I don't know. It had the tag on it. Those things, those ones are a pretty brand. <laughs> I recognise the tag. Welcome to Teddy Bear Cast. <laughs> um, I think that was everything. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, Saul's cup as he was walking in the next morning, the coffee mu- cup. I loved it because it was a perfect representation of the logo. It was uh, the bright yellow. And it mm. said, like, our uh, world's second best lawyer. And the second was in the same font and that red as, as in the Soul logo. Hmm. I just, it, was, it, was, it was a small thing, but I really liked it. So, uh, yeah. Great episode of Better Call Saul. That's us halfway through season two. Oh, God. Already. Um, I wonder where we'll end up. <laughs> but the end of the season. But that's, 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 uh, yeah. that's episode five, season two. Bear Castle.